0: Omicron burning through the entire population, Fauci says, get ready, everyone's going to get it. The fascist and communists all around us are just taking off their masks, and the push to change how Congress works is on full speed ahead. All today, Eric's America. You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day, bringing you a different point of view, bringing you the right point of view from an everyday American recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome back. Uh, Sorry, I was not, uh, did not do an episode over the weekend. Things are, uh. You know, just been crazy, and they've been crazy everywhere, so uh, it's nothing uh, special to uh, me, that's for sure. Uh, It seems like everything has uh, gone off the rails, but uh, trying to get everything back and headed in the right direction, and uh, hopefully, everything goes the way it should. Hopefully, um, next week, we'll have the new uh, theme and the new opening, which I'm pretty excited about. It's almost done, um, and working on that as well, so anyway uh hoping everything goes well and i hope you're doing well um i think pretty much everyone is either had or is going to have the cron so uh you know there is that to uh look forward to which uh looks like everybody agrees that everyone's going to get it and uh uh, I just had the, uh, right around Christmas time. And, uh, yeah, I've been much sicker many, many, many times. So, and, uh, many, you know, many of my family have had it, uh, including my, uh, almost 90 year old grandmother who is in a nursing home and, uh, yeah, uh, she's fine too. So, uh, take that for what it's worth. It's anecdotal as they say, anecdotal. Uh, and, uh, we'll, uh, uh, find out uh, what comes of this. Uh, the numbers are in. Uh, 91% lower death rate. So let's see what that means. Uh, I don't know how I can calculate that off the top of my head. Uh, COVID originally was ninety-nine point. 7% survival rate. So add 91% to that. I have no idea. 99.9999999999% survival rate. Uh, in other words, you're not going to die. Uh, and we're all going to get it. And uh, even though uh, everybody keeps uh, touting, oh, you better go get your vax," but better get 17 faxes. Uh, we already heard uh, Pfizer's uh, CEO going me doesn't work real great and we're finding that out uh it's not stopping omicron and uh it's headed in a direction I mean, it's not deadly uh really uh, if you think about it uh if it's 91 percent less deadlier than the 99.7 percent death rate or you know the point 3% death rate of before, add 91%, never mind, uh, my head's already hurting, uh, the 9999 percent survival rate means uh, there's like one one millionth of a chance you're going to die from it, uh, something like that probably at this point, um, haven't done the math, I should have, but those kind of numbers make my head hurt, so, um, but, yeah, there's a lot of people, um, you know, not at work. A lot of things going nuts about that. And it requires other people who uh, don't have the cron to work a lot of extra and all that. So uh, I know that's going on around everywhere. And uh, we'll uh, see what's <clears throat> see what happens. Uh, Saul Biden is coming out today. Actually, I just caught a bit of his uh, drone-on speech about whatever the hell he's talking about on uh, uh His big speech to come back. I mean, apparently he's been in seclusion for four days to prepare for this speech at four o'clock in the afternoon. Now, usually, usually if a president has something really important, they want to really talk about. uh, It's a prime time from the Oval Office, not a matinee. Um, in the afternoon when no one's home to watch it, because you figure it's four o'clock in the East Coast, that means it's one o'clock on the West Coast. Uh, they're having lunch. Uh, people on the East Coast are still at work. They're gonna, uh, you know, be hitting the road here in a little while to go home. And no one's watching this shit. And apparently, uh, it was pretty pretty short. And it's pretty bad. You have to, you know, study for four days to. Uh, do a literal 15 minute speech. Uh, I did catch part of it here real quick. So I'm going to do this kind of a breaking thing, you know, because it just kind of sort of jumped in. Uh, so break it up in a couple parts. First of all, he started out by uh, just lying about the economy. We're going to check this out.
1: A year of challenges, but it's also been a year of enormous progress. We went from 2 million people being vaccinated at the moment I was sworn in to 210 million Americans
0: being fully vaccinated today. Doesn't seem to help because uh, well not him. He's still off uh, secluded somewhere. But even uh, Fauci came out and said, "Man, everybody's going to get it, so uh, just uh, prepare um you know. And this is another thing I don't understand. 91% l- uh, lower death rate and they're like, "Well, get your, you know, vax. I mean, it'll make it much le- less likely to uh, die." Well, It's already less likely to die. What are you talking about? They make no sense. But he goes on.
1: Created 6 million new jobs. Oh, really? More jobs in one year than any time before. Unemployment dropped. The unemployment rate dropped to 3.9%. Child poverty dropped by nearly 40%. The biggest drop ever in American history. New business applications grew by 30%. The biggest increase ever.
0: Okay, so let's go through that. Now, he's touting that as a huge, uh, huge win. I mean, we're just doing amazing things. Now, it's really strange because the American people don't feel like anything much is going very well. Uh, oh, there is one more part to this. Let me play that real quick so uh, we can get through it.
1: And for the first time in a long time, this country's working people actually got a raise.
0: Actually got a raise, yes. Uh, well, actually, no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't get a raise. Uh, yes, you may have been told that, yes, you're getting paid more an hour. Your salary has gone up. We're going to pay you more to come in here and work. The problem on the other side of that is, uh, well, inflation went through the roof. So uh, you're probably making less money than you were before, uh, in all honesty, because everything costs more. So do you have more money in your pocket? Um, no. No, you don't. Absolutely do not. So we could stop lying about that. Now we get into the jobs thing. Um Unemployment dropped. Yeah, after you stopped paying people to go uh, to stay home, they had to go back to work to uh, pay for the very, very overinflated prices. Yes, that that was gonna be a thing. Um, it doesn't mean that you really solved anything. Uh people just went back to work. Um, which is really strange. Uh the child poverty one is always very uh very strange for me. They're like, Well, child poverty's down. Well, that's good. Um, most children are very impoverished because most of them don't have an income. I just thought about that. How many child laborers do we have? How many child uh, children do we have making a lot of money? Uh, maybe that's really weird. Maybe we should say family poverty has gone down. Just saying. Because the kids... Uh, they're probably not making a lot of money anyway, uh, which is just a stupid statistic. Those those things drive me nuts because they bring it out and they tout it as some great thing. Oh, child, uh, poverty's went down. Yeah, would you employ them? What the hell are you talking about? You mean their family is not impoverished anymore? Well, that's good. That's good. You mean uh, they actually were allowed to go back to work now? Uh, I mean, did you force them to get a jab? I mean, how many people were out of jobs because you tried to force everybody to take a shot that apparently does... Mm, yeah um, well yeah anyway and then the uh, of course the uh, new businesses well yeah we had to have a lot of new businesses because a lot of them went out of business because of the uh, covid bullshit so all these numbers are overinflated much like the rest of it it's all insane uh here we're going to go on to talk about uh you know, right on the same day that Fauci says, well, everybody's going to get it. Um, he says, well, you know, we, we're not going to shut anything down because we have all these things.
1: Adults are fully vaccinated. We've gone from 90 million adults with no shots in arms last summer and down to 35 million with no shots as of today. And we're adding about 9 million more vaccinations each week. We're going to stick with our vaccination efforts because vaccinations work.
0: And make well, that's a little strange. Vaccinations work. Well, then why is everybody getting Omicron? Now, we don't know. That may be a little too much to deal with. Um, this is crazy. And here we go on to more about uh, uh, infrastructure.
1: Ensure that the elevated prices don't become entrenched. Rest with the Federal Reserve, hmm. which has a dual mandate. Full employment and stable prices. The Federal Reserve provided extraordinary support during the crisis for the previous year and a half.
0: Got a problem. What does the Federal Reserve have anything to do with full employment? It's a good question. You should ask yourself that. What does the Fed Bank have anything to do with full employment? I mean, we're not a communist country. So wouldn't the private sector... Be the ones that are dealing with that? That seems strange. What would the Fed have anything to do with full employment? Uh, we'll find out.
1: Given the strength of our economy and the pace of recent price increases, it's appropriate, as the federal chairman, Chairman Powell, the Fed Chairman Powell has indicated, to recalibrate the support that is now necessary. Interest rates are going I up. I respect the Fed's, the Fed's independence, and I've nominated five superb individuals to serve on the Federal Board of Governors.
0: All radicals.
1: Men and women. From a variety of ideological perspectives.
0: Are all right, eminently
1: qualified, historically diverse, and have earned bipartisan praise.
0: Yeah, uh huh. Uh, bipartisan, he means uh, both sides of the Democratic Party uh, agree with them. Uh, they don't even count the GOP anymore, of course, they don't. And uh, some of his nominees have been out and out communists, uh, that we've talked about, and uh, he wants them all confirmed. Um, which is his next uh, spiel. And then, of course, he pushed on the Build Back Better needs to get uh, passed because somehow a federal takeover of things is going to somehow bring down inflation, which historically uh, it does exactly the opposite and it blows things up. But I believe that's the point. They want things blown up. And uh, so uh, was there anything interesting in this? No, uh, mostly because who was speaking? There's no way for him to be interesting. At all. Uh, I'm sure the push is going to be on now to uh, get rid of the filibuster so they can get the uh, voting rights um, passed. Uh, here's a tweet from uh, Biden over the weekend. Uh, it says Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things voter suppression and election subversion. It's about making it harder to vote. Who gets to count the vote and whether your vote counts at all? We have to pass the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Which, you know, unfortunately, uh, their names are very deceiving. It does neither of those things. It just makes it easier to uh, fraudulently vote and to include a lot of people that aren't U.S. citizens. So, again, I bitched about this last time. Why not just, uh, you know, go around the world and say, hey, uh, you know, We know you're all the way in Australia, but what do you think about who should run America? Um, Yeah, no. No, that's not how it works. Um, There is a reason to, uh, you know, reason to be in the club. There's a reason. It affects you directly. Uh, It does not affect uh, the world directly the way it does us. Uh, maybe sometimes there it is, does affect the world when you get a goofball idiot like Biden as president, and many others have done the same. It does affect the world, but uh, we get to decide who leads our our country, and, uh, and that is uh, regular citizens. But anyway, uh, going back to the uh, COVID thing for a moment, because Omicron is burning through the population which uh you know unfortunately people uh freak out and get scared it was one thing he said he goes oh there's no reason to be uh uh you know there's no reason for a crisis yeah there's not i mean we know this uh fauci though he was meeting with the world economic forum of course he was of course he was uh the the great reset people um and he had a complete and utter change now this is crazy i mean we always hear him flip-flop back and forth back and forth always flip-flopping this is a completely different side to fauci that we haven't seen and this is his uh uh his interview or his statements with the the world economic forum and this doesn't even sound like the same fauci we know
2: i think the new normal will be i hope a greater degree of interconnectivity and solidarity throughout the world when we are talking about the possibility of pandemics. I don't think people are going to be walking around with masks all the time. I mean, I think that that's very much out of the question. That's not going to be something that the world will accept as being normal. We really don't want to get into the whack-a-mole approach towards every new variant where it comes up and you all of a sudden have to make a new booster against uh-huh. a particular variant it gets up because you'll be chasing it forever.
0: Now, this is just the other day. Now, you imagine that. They're talking oh, get a booster, get 14 boosters, jab yourself all over, and you're going to look like a junkie on the street by the time we're done. But by God, you won't have COVID. That's what they're talking about. And then he goes to the uh, World Economic Forum and goes, <laughs> you can't do that. That's silly. That sounds dumb. So what's the story? It's very strange, isn't it? Very odd. Uh, but he, for whatever reason, these people literally think they're so insulated that no one sees this shit or something. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, or if they let down their guard and say, oh, well, I'll just t- speak the truth here because, you know, all these people know that I'm full of shit. I don't know.
2: So that's the reason why one of the things we are really <laughs> so, all pushing for is finding out right. what the mechanisms are, what are the that mechanisms? induces a response yeah. to a commonality among a all of mechanisms the different var- of the two- real and potential variants that we're seeing and that can occur.
0: Okay, so what he's talking about there... He says we need to come up with the common thing that there's one uh, one one approach or one uh, drug or whatever that attacks the the core principle of all the different variants and the ones that could come in the future and uh, you know what has been already out there. Um, there's a name for that. What do we call that? There's a thing that we we do this. We've done this a lot. Um, what do they call it? Oh. I know exactly what it's called. It's called a real vaccine. Huh. It's really weird. Um, people have, you know, mystically spoke about these things. Uh, believe we've had them before to where even if something mutated, uh, you know, you still had that core protection from it. And uh, I could have swore we invented this at some point. Um, I believe they're called vaccines and you get them and then you don't get Uh, whatever it is, you know, you know, you got the vaccine for polio. You didn't get polio, you know, on a large scale, smallpox. There's one. Yeah. I've heard about that too. Uh, they just made one shot and it prevented people from getting, it's really weird. It's almost as if, uh, we know what we're doing. We just didn't do it. And that's exactly what he's admitting. Yeah. That's other stuff's a bunch of garbage. Uh, we need to come up with a real and actual vaccine. Oh, really? Huh? That would be an amazing well, idea. That
2: I think mm. it's a very, very important scientific goal to be able to do that. It's not going to be that you're going to eliminate this disease completely. We're not going to do that.
0: Oh, we're but not?
2: hopefully it will be at such a low level that it doesn't disrupt our normal social, economic, and other interactions with each other. I hope the new normal also includes... A real strong corporate memory of of what pandemics can do. So we don't Mm -hmm. just go on when we get this under control, forgetting how we have to do better in both the scientific preparedness, the public health preparedness, and the public health response. New normal, I believe, will have Hmm. a much, much greater attention to the capability of respiratory viruses to spread as they do.
0: Yeah, and I think that last part shows that he is a comic book villain. Really, it's really crazy person logic. Like, hey, you know, we did this and we released it on the world, uh, whether mistakenly or whatever. Uh, But, hey, you know, at least we taught the world something. They know to fear the respiratory viruses that I was trying to play with in labs around the world. They will be warned now. That is crazy comic book villain type of shit that no one, no real people with a real brain would think of except for this crazed little, uh, in, I mean, he's just horrible, horrible human being, just terrible. And he, he has that, uh, kind of that, uh, Mingla kind of, uh, attitude like, Hey, it doesn't matter. You know, who cares that we, uh, you know, tortured and killed uh, millions of Jews and, and other people uh, during doing experiments. At least now we know what happens to the human body if you don't have a space suit and you go into space. Wow. Good job. I mean, that's the kind of shit that they, the Nazis did. Okay. They, they experimented on people and not just the Nazis. Uh, well, let me tell you. I've uh, been uh, doing a little bit more uh, education of myself, and uh, let's just say uh, there are many, many, many horrible uh, regimes around the world, and many of them make uh, Nazi Germany look like a daycare center. We'll put it that way. Uh, not saying that the Nazis weren't terrible and horrible. They were. They were very, very horrible, horrible human beings that did atrocious things. But to uh, unfortunately, history has only painted them as the uh, the horrible, terrible ones. And let's just say that China and Russia are in a dead heat for being the worst uh, worst regimes to ever be on the face of planet Earth. And uh, we, we just don't hear enough or not educated about it. And there's a reason we're going to talk about that today, that we don't get educated on this subject. And uh, after reading uh, some stuff lately, I had to stop. I'll put it that way. It was bad enough that I had to stop. I couldn't take it. It had, got, it had affected me so much. And it caused me to be so depressed that humans could do this to each other that I literally had to stop. And say, okay, I got to take a break. I can't, I can't deal with that anymore. There's no way that actual human beings acted this way. Apparently they did. And uh, apparently it's still going on in uh, China. And we're going to talk about that today too. But anyway, yes. uh, So the next push is going to be, they got to get the voting rights act, uh, which doesn't give anybody voting rights. But, uh, you know, they're talking about, well, we need to get rid of the filibuster. It's uh, it's uh, racist. It's bullshit. It's uh, and it's just communism. That's what they're pushing. It's a communist authoritarian idea is what they're pushing to get rid of any opposition they have to their one party rule their one party state uh, to make it uh, impossible for anyone else to ever get elected other than the people they decide are going to be elected. And they're going to have an autocratic authoritarian Move, and that's what they're doing. I mean, all this stuff sets up exactly the way regimes have done in the past. You eliminate this, you eliminate any any means to slow down your rule, and that's what they do. And if at first, while they're trying to grab power, they try to do it uh, somehow in a democratic way. And by democratic, I mean voting and using a majority vote to do it. Not saying America is a democracy because we are not. I I bitch about it all the time. But anyway, uh, so this is what they do. You know, I mean, people forget Hitler was elected. So, I mean, there, there is a way for these things to happen. So, you know, I know a lot of people don't realize that. I know a lot of people think he just announced himself or had a coup or something. He did try that at one point. It didn't work. And then later on was elected. And then once elected started changing the rules, you have a false flag operation. You do this, you, you bend the rules, you get people to agree to give you all the power find ways around the the standing laws or like in communist Russia, you write out this wonderful uh, constitution and give everybody rights and then say, yeah, we're just not going to publish it. The rest of the world's going to hear about it and think it's wonderful. But, the people aren't going to know about it because we're not going to follow it for a second. And they didn't. And neither does China. They had this wonderful constitution. They say, look, we're going to give all these people all these rights. And then we're going to throw it in the backseat because we're never going to follow it. Just the rest of the world is going to look at it and say, well, they're not bad. Look, look at all these human rights they have. Well, that only matters is if the people in charge actually follow it. And as we've learned, that just doesn't happen. They just don't follow it. They're like, yeah, it's over there. And that's what the Democrats are trying to do now. That's what Joe Biden's like, yeah, that rule was there, but we don't like it, so we're just going to get rid of it. Uh, So they want to invoke the nuclear option uh, and pass things with a 51% majority vote. And they will claim that that is democracy, 51% telling 49% what to do and ruling over them with an iron fist. That is not uh, the definition of our constitutional republic. We have one for a reason, because our founders were smart enough to know that that doesn't work. That is a terrible idea. So uh, while they're pushing to uh, blow up the filibuster and get rid of it, um, it's a little strange because they didn't used to feel that way. Uh, didn't feel that way at all. In fact, uh, have a very impassioned speech by uh, Biden. And, uh, you know, it's ancient history. I know it's all the way back in 2005 where it expresses his love for the filibuster and Senate rules
1: thing I've learned in my years here. Once you change the rules and surrender the Senate's institutional power, you never get it back. And hmm. we're about to break the rules to mm-hmm. change the rules.
3: Yeah. Mm.
1: I don't want to hear about fair play from my friends. No. Under our rules either. you're required to get a two thirds vote. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, 60 votes to change the rules. Mm -hmm. Watch what happens. Watch. Watch what happens when Mm -hmm. the majority leader stands up and says to the vice president, we go forward with this, Mm -hmm. and he calls the question. And one of us, I expect our leader on the Democratic side will stand up and say, parliamentary inquiry, Mr. President, is this parliamentarily appropriate? And in every other case since I've been here for 32 years, the presiding officer leans wow. down to the parliamentarian mm-hmm. and says, what's the rule, Mr. Parliamentarian? <laughs> okay. The parliamentarian turns and tells him, hold your breath, parliamentarian. He's this not going to look like you so, because he yeah. knows what you would say. He would he say this would is say. not parliamentarily appropriate. Huh. You can not change the Senate rules by a pure majority vote. Huh.
0: Huh, that's really weird. You can't. Impassioned. Impassioned. Cannot change it with a simple majority vote. You just can't. Can't do it. Can't do it. But apparently uh, that's not the uh, not the uh, idea now. Not at all. So here's Schumer saying the quiet part out loud that they're going to try to beat uh, Manchin into submission.
4: You conceded that Joe Manchin will not get rid of the filibuster, as he said many, many times. And if you'd have... How do you get voting rights through?
5: OK, well, we're not conceding anything. This is too important to just concede. And do you think you can in- Senator Manchin? Well, we are working. There are constant meetings, and not just among a few senators, but just about every senator, every single one of the 50 is talking individually to Joe Manchin, to Kirsten Sinema. And they're saying things like, I'll lose my election if the legislature is allowed to do this in my state. We'll lose our majority, but more importantly, we'll lose our democracy. And those speakers yesterday that I mentioned were very powerful. So we're having constant discussions.
0: Okay, um, yeah, um, it's a problem we don't have um, democracy. But it is really strange because, again, this is 05, 06, somewhere in there, where uh, Schumer has a different take on uh, what's going on.
5: If Senate Republicans continue to abuse the filibuster to prevent this body from acting, then the Senate must adapt, as it has before. Changing the rules, there's nothing new.
0: Oh, changing the rules, that's nothing new. That's nothing new. He's wanting to blow up the filibuster. But, you know, uh, back in the day, impassioned speeches, in fact, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, Tom Cotton, uh, just this past week, uh, recited. Uh, Schumer's speech about how uh, it would just destroy everything and destroy the government and turn it into a banana republic if the filibuster was ever taken away because historically uh, the filibuster has been the friend of the Democrats I mean they've used it many many times we're not even going to you know I've beat it to death the longest filibusters in history were all democratic and most of them were to oppose um, civil rights acts so Ooh, that's, uh, that's, that's probably not good. That's probably not good. Uh, so, so much has happened. It's crazy. Um, but uh, this is going on. And then, of course, cinema um, came out and she made a speech and said, listen, I agree with a lot of these laws, but I will not change the filibuster. I'm not going to do that. It's going to uh, create more division than ever in this country, and it'll probably break down things to a point where, uh it's you know it won't be good and she realizes that it is going to get really bad and it's really weird because i thought i had her speech on here i don't but it was really uh kind of disturbing uh just because man uh she almost sounded frail up there she was kind of shaking as it was kind of not really great but i think it's just because they have been driving her absolutely insane they've been pressuring her and pressuring mansion and it's you know not going to uh it's not going to work it's just not going to work so biden has now changed to where he's decided that uh maybe censorship would be the best way
1: you haven't gotten vaccinated do it personal choice impacts us all our hospitals our countries i make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows, it has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. We've got to work together, not against each other. We're America. We can do this.
0: That was last week. It's really strange though. Now today he studied up really well for his, uh, 10 minute talk. And in that 10 minute talk, he said, Hey, um, yeah, it's nothing to panic over. The dare, it's the greatest threat we've ever faced. It's really strange, very strange. But he wants censorship. and he's wanting the companies to do what uh, he's not legally allowed to do. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a debacle. He really, really, really wants uh, censorship. What's really strange is there's a leftist from California. now the the left and uh, the media, everybody is actually turning on. Uh, Biden, because they realize it's a sinking ship, it's the Titanic, and they're headed for the lifeboats as quick as they possibly can because they're weak and feckless as usual. Uh, but anyway, um, here's a one of the congressmen from California. He's a crazy leftist that uh, he's kind of decided maybe censorship is not good. Here you go.
2: I am not for uh, having either the government or uh, you know tech companies ultimately be the arbiter of truth uh i for making sure censorship that uh we don't have speech that incites violence but i'm very wary of censorship in fact you know in the book i write about uh how uh i i thought it was a mistake for twitter to take down some of the stuff about hunter biden or, or uh or facebook to do that and i think that story was total hogwash i think joe biden was unfairly attacked because of his son but that doesn't mean that it didn't belong in the public sphere
0: Oh, so he was fine with it. He goes, ah, I just don't believe it. I mean, even though it's been confirmed and the even the DOJ was investigating it because he's a crack-smoking, insane person who is, uh, you know, taking bribes uh, on behalf of his father from uh, many authoritarian governments around the world. Um, you know, that's not good. That's unfair to say it has anything to do with Joe. I mean, it's just China and, you know, Ukraine and stuff given uh the biden's millions and billions of dollars but i'm sure it's not a problem but hey you know you should be able to say it well at least you got to that point point. and uh the what i worry about is that thin line where they go well you know i just don't believe in speech that incites violence well we need to absolutely define that in black and white then if that's going to be the um standard Then we need to define it in black and white. It needs to be very, very, very minimum. Because I don't see any good coming from banning any kind of speech. Period. I just don't. I mean, the only speech that is worth defending is speech that people hate. Because all the rest of it, nobody gives a shit about. So why are you worried about it? So, uh, you know, many I don't agree with. I don't agree with these insane people that say this stuff, but I would fight to the death to uh, defend their right to say it, no matter how stupid and retarded it is, no matter how inflammatory it is, because. You know that is a slippery slope uh, that we talk about all the time, and it it is you know manifesting itself. And the reason I say it's a problem and it has to be very narrowly and very well defined in black and white, and basically saying, hey, um, you know, we don't really want people going out and saying, hey, uh, you should get guns right now and kill this person. Yeah, that's probably not good. Um, but at the end of the day people who follow that are the people who are committing a crime not the person who said it so therefore again i start to run up against uh my you know personal beliefs so there again there is the other end of the slippery slope uh we'll talk about this more in just a minute uh got to take a quick break
3: rated the worst Losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left? To distract from billions of taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs. Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political, why?
0: all right, and we're back. Um, so uh, the media has finally uh, decided to start turning on Biden. Like I said, it's it's the Titanic, and they want off now. And it's really strange because uh, it's uh, kind of a hmm, kind of a, a strange thing. Here we go. Here's the first clip uh, where they're just finally starting to just uh, trash him.
6: President Joe Biden has had a very tough week with setbacks uh, for his agenda, COVID complications, and the Supreme Court blocking his vaccine mandate.
4: One year in, Mr. Biden has the second lowest approval rating ever measured in the White House and has never been less popular nationally.
6: 2022 is not
1: exactly off to a good start for the Biden administration. The country is frustrated, his party is frustrated. We're two weeks into a midterm election year, a few days away from his one year anniversary of inauguration, and it is black. It is very dark for him right now.
3: Now he's in the midst of what one famous children's book writer called a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad time.
0: Yes, yes, he is. It's because he is a uh, (sighs) retarded circus monkey. Yes. And uh, we knew this. We knew this. Everybody did. Uh, And for some reason, it was able to uh, just keep getting pushed down the road. I mean, anybody who saw him saw he was an absolute fool. And he's, uh, he's really old. And it took a really long time to figure out that he was old and senile. And, uh, but you know what? CNN finally figured it out this week. It's really strange, but they finally figured out that Biden, you know what? He's really old and kind of out of it.
5: This is not going to be happy with what I have to say is I don't think he's come across as an inspirational figure. <laughs> I, I don't think, by the way, you, I could give a litany of things he's accomplished. And obviously, uh, Jonathan LeMere laid out things that have not gone well for him. But there's something else different. How many people do you talk to when they say he seems old? And and I don't mean that as an ageist thing. He doesn't, and it really started with Afghanistan where he just didn't seem to have his hand firmly on the wheel. And I think a lot of this has to do with the messenger versus the messages itself. He doesn't
2: feel in charge.
0: Well, that's because he's not. He's not even in charge of his own faculties, much less the country. I mean, he's just an idiot that shuffles out to say mumbling, bumbling word garbage from time to time, and say nothing, and just call for the destruction of our our system, is what he's doing now. He goes, uh-huh, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't agree that we should have everybody in the world vote on president. I don't know why. Um, screw him. Let's just uh, make it our place. I mean, that's literally, they're just trying to make it a, a Democrat autocratic system. That's exactly what they're doing. And that's what they accuse everybody else of doing. So that's how you know that is their plan. Because they have this weird transference thing. They have this weird projection thing where they're like, hey, this is exactly what we're doing. So we're going to accuse everybody else of doing it so we can get away with it. It's some kind of weird, bizarre backward ass thing that they they do but it is kind of funny because they just uh, come out and tell on themselves all the time so even don lamon has decided he's not a fan of biden either this is great
4: and biden left washington tonight to spend the weekend at home in delaware he probably couldn't wait to get out of town after one of the worst weeks of his year-old presidency a series of setbacks on voting rights. The Supreme Court blocking his vaccine mandate for large businesses and soaring inflation driving up prices for consumers. And today we saw the news that retail sales last month were awful, plus Omicron is still causing havoc with staffing shortages and empty shelves and some Senate Democrats are upset with the White House over testing shortages. I, I mean, I could go on. But, I mean, is there any, it was, it's a bad week for the president. Is there any way to cut it, another way to say it?
0: No, there really isn't. It's been a bad year for the president, and but here, you know what? Just because we don't want Don to be able to get off the hook and get on that lifeboat and paddle away, uh, because we're not down with that, uh, we're gonna replay uh, January of twenty twenty-one, and we're gonna listen to good old Don Lemon and what he. Oh, he was so happy.
1: How you
4: feeling? Ah, it's. I I almost can't talk right now because of the emotion. Everyone is welcome under this tent. We don't care who you are. We don't care if you voted for us or not. You're all part of this American experiment. It was I was so overwhelmed to hear that. I don't care what people think, if they think I'm biased or not. I I don't care. And so I'm very emotional. So when you ask me how I'm feeling right now, I'm sorry. That's all I can tell you. This is how I feel right now. I am so happy to have this platform to be able to do this. I may not have it after this, but I really don't care. I am so happy.
0: Oh, he was so happy. Now, eh, not so happy. He's one in that lifeboat and paddled to shore because uh, it's sinking in a hurry, and it should. Even uh, Kamala has figured out that uh, she's out of uh, the job as a VP and uh, that, yeah, that's just a sinking ship. And this is one of the weirdest things. I'm not sure if uh, it's just dawned on her that there's no way of getting out of this, that she is just sinking rapidly, and it was the worst idea she's ever had in her life to sign on to this. Uh, But, I mean, it really wasn't. Nobody liked her to start with. Nobody liked her, uh, you know, before she was VP, and they certainly don't like her now. And now here's someone just openly asking asking her uh if uh biden's gonna get rid of her as vp like that's the problem i mean they're both the problem it's just unbelievable but uh she draws a bit of slam poetry as well so that's interesting uh it makes no sense but here you go
2: are we going to uh to see the same democratic ticket in 2024
6: I'm sorry. We are thinking about today. I mean, honestly, I, I, I know why you're asking the question, because this is the part of the punditry and the right. the gossip around places like Washington, D.C. Let me just tell you something. We're focused on the things in front of us. We're focused on what we need to do to, to address issues like affordable child care, what we need to do to ensure that... So there, there have been that, no conversations
2: that, about 2024?
6: The, the American people sent us here to do a job. And right now there's a lot of work to be done, and that's my focus, It sounds Sincerely. like
2: you're at least familiar with some of the punditry. I don't know if you've heard that there've been some, there's been some talk about a, a, a Biden-Cheney ticket perhaps in 2024. Did you read that article?
6: I did not, I, I, no I did not. And I really could care less about the high-class gossip on these issues.
0: Yeah, she knows she's she's out as well. And uh, in that same interview, uh, she uh, they ask her uh, what they should do about uh, different things. She goes, "Well, what we really need to do is do the same thing we've been doing, which is to do today." And it's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" It's just terrible. These people are awful. They are, yeah, completely off their rockers, uh, totally. And uh, so, yeah the the ship is sinking. They are uh, headed for the shore in their lifeboats, and uh, they're going to find out. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to find out that it's um, yeah, it's not going to go well. But that's the thing: is now you have to get uh, the GOP to actually step up and do something, and that may be a problem too because many of them are just as institutionalized, just as far down this road, and it's uh, really. De- it's just disgusting that's what it is it's absolutely disgusting but one thing i wanted to talk about today like i said i've been going through uh some interesting literature and it was a book that's been recommended many times uh by many different uh pundits and and speakers and and authors said you really need if you're really into all this you really really need to read um the Gulag Archipelago. Uh, I know uh, Jordan Peterson has lectured uh, many, many times on it. It's one of uh, his big books that he pushes, and I started reading it. Uh, well, not uh, well. Audible. Okay, let's let's be honest. I. Uh, it's not just a time crunch. It's an uh, ADD thing. Very ADD. It's it's really rough for me sometimes. But, hey, you know what? We overcome, and we find new things like Audible, so I can still glean the information from the book. It's all going into the brain. And I had to take a break because it was just so, so disgusting. It was so horrible. Uh, and literally, it, it does. It's just Unimaginable situation, and the tens of millions of people that died literally makes uh, Nazi Germany uh, look very, very much less insane which is is hard to believe. But the problem is we don't learn this. We don't learn this in school. You hear about, well, they had gulags. Yeah, the the government wasn't great. Uh, and I don't even know if they teach that anymore. But it's come from, you know, what a lot of people call the Zenification, you know, with Howard Zen and his hackery, which is just absolute bullshit, and many others like him and many, communist sympathizers and communists that are embedded all around us have said well listen you know we're going to talk bad about nazi germany because we fought them uh somehow they were involved in the fight or something i have no idea these people are insane but um we're gonna uh make them look really really bad and like the worst thing on earth which they were horrible don't get me wrong i'm not lessening what nazi germany did it's despicable you know uh, you know it's (laughs) The comparisons are insane. There's really not a great way to compare that to anything else. But when you start to realize what happened in Soviet Russia, and this went on for, you know, decades and decades, much longer than, of course, the Nazis ruled uh, Germany Uh, and just the level of depravity and just inhumanity. And then, of course, it went on again in China and it still continues today. And uh, so, for this reason, it's really sickening that that people do not realize, first of all, what it was all about because we're not taught about it. And it should be taught. It should be taught. I mean, we have a whole group of people that want to talk about how horrible America was and, oh, they're just terrible, you know, all the bad history of slavery. Give me a break. Because I would like all the people out there pushing right now about all the bullshit in America's past to sit down and read the Gulag Archipelago, then come talk to me. Come talk to me about it. Come talk to me about it. Because there is no comparison in human history to what went on in these countries and then what went on in China, which, again, same level of depravity and still going on. But don't worry. The elitists, the billionaires who haven't been taught any of this or just don't care. Uh, They don't have a problem with any of this going on, and obviously they've never been educated on any of this. Because we have uh, the uh, minority owner, the billionaire uh, that partially owns the Golden State Warriors. He was on a podcast this week, and uh, they were talking about the Uyghurs who are being put in uh, work and concentration camps in uh, China and more than likely being uh, killed off the way the uh, Russian people were. And, uh, here he is. He says, uh, he answers and says, uh, no one cares what's happening to the Uyghurs. Okay. You bring it up because you, you really care. And I think it's nice that you really care. The rest of us don't care. Really? Really? Uh, I beg to differ with you. Um, I can't even say this guy's name. Um, (laughs) this is horrible. This guy's from India, by the way. Um, Maybe uh, maybe when they start rounding uh, the Indian people up after they start knocking down the borders of India, maybe then you'll care a little bit. But, you know, why would you be concerned? This is what I'm talking about. And then people use stuff like this because this guy's just being a complete piece of shit and goes, I don't really care what happens to people. I don't care if they're slave labor. I don't care if they're genociding them. What do I care? I just don't have time in my day to even worry about it. And so, what that does is sets up a narrative, okay? And this is a perfect narrative to further his warped uh, worldview, his warped ideology, uh, because then they turn it around on the other side. The communists, the socialists turn around and say, see, that's what happens. He's a billionaire. He's a, uh, you know, he's a capitalist. And that's how all capitalists think. They don't care about anybody. See what horrible people they are. They're all fascist Nazis. And that's what they do and if you uh think i'm insane uh here is just a few we we have a very big uh a big example going on right now with the january 6th situation here is an online a youtube news show that uh, purportedly uh bashes on communist China all the time and I've watched a couple of their videos about communist China and they kind of bash on them a little bit uh but not to the full extent that they probably should but here is just part of this I'm not going to play the whole thing um but this is just un- unbelievable it made me see red uh, this is them covering about January 6th just listen to the lies in this thing in schools we've
6: heard a popular description democracy is a government of for and by the people. Of the people, for the people, by the people. Do you know who said that? Former U.S. President Abraham Lincoln. Those were different times, though. Today, U.S. presidents are accused of war crimes. They deal in conspiracy theories. Today's America is not a garden of democracy. It's a self-appointed class monitor that has lost its way. America's rise in world politics was not pretty. Wars, interventions, all kinds of illegal operations. America's fall could be even uglier. A Canadian political scientist paints a worrisome picture. Here's what he says. By 2025, American democracy will collapse. There will be civil disobedience, political instability, and by 2030, a dictator will take over, a right-wing authoritarian. That's what the political scientist predicts. And who will that dictator be? Most likely Donald Trump.
0: Now, can you imagine the stupidity that someone has to have to think that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have many, many disagreements with people in the GOP, mostly that they don't do anything. They don't take their opportunities. They don't stand up strong enough. They don't have a good enough backbone. The one thing that I can guarantee you is that even if Trump is reelected in 24, which I hope that he is, I hope he runs and I hope he wins. Um, a dictator uh, is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Now, this is coming from a Canadian political science a scientist. Yes, in other words, a communist. A communist who apparently uh, doesn't care and has never studied anything to do with communism. Uh, which, you know, again, uh, many of these people are either willfully ignorant or just stupid, um, and don't care about the horrible. I mean, they, it's just disgusting, but it goes on, it goes on. Let's listen to some more of this. So that's the first thing I'm like, man, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, because literally they're saying well the people are going to vote for this this is going to be very popular they're going to vote for him and they uh, you know they can't be allowed to do it basically they can't be allowed to to uh, choose their own government. Well, wait a second. I thought it was of, for, and by the people. So then the people decide. So if you're saying the people decide to re elect somebody, then that means they're wrong. And you, a uh, Canadian political scientist, should uh, let us know how we should do it. How about you uh, fuck off? Then anyway, it gets worse.
6: That's according to this report. He will return to the White House in 2024, and then he will systematically dismantle American democracy. I know it sounds far-fetched. Surely, American democracy is stronger than this, too strong to collapse, perhaps. But let me ask you a few questions. Did you think Donald Trump would win in 2016? Did you think his supporters would attack the U.S. Capitol in 2021? The fact is, anything goes. American democracy has been teetering for a while now. So a complete collapse cannot be ruled out. Most surveys support this. Polarizing elements are creeping into the American mainstream. White nationalists are hijacking politics.
0: Where are the white nationalists hijacking American politics? I'd like to, like to see where these people are because I don't know any. I haven't seen any. I mean, if you're talking about uh, dumbasses like Richard Spencer, um, he's a Democrat. They've always been Democrats. People that believe in a centralized authoritarian government are all on the left and always have been and always will be. We don't have any of those people that are in politics right now. We don't have any of those people that are on the right. Not the not the right that uh, I subscribe to at all. I, I wouldn't know who they were. The tenants of uh what's considered the conservative movement in this country, which is actually would be considered the classical liberals, don't believe in any of that. Whatsoever. So this is just bizarre, more bizarre trash. This is what you get when you have bizarre trash. And
6: this is the result. 64% Americans feel their democracy is in crisis. Two thirds of all Republicans believe the last presidential election was rigged. And 70% people say America is at risk of failing. 70%. If you put these numbers together, what do you get? What happened on January the 6th last year? Thousands of Trump supporters breached the U.S. Capitol building. They vandalized offices, fired guns. What do most Americans think?
0: What the fuck are you talking about? They broke windows at the at the front of the building. That was it. They didn't vandalize anybody's office. And they shot guns? You're telling this to the world, you lying sack of shit? This is what you're telling the world? The only person that fired a gun was a Capitol Hill police officer who gunned down an unarmed woman for no reason fucking reason none no reason no warning just shot her and is getting away with it so i'm not really sure where this is coming from uh but this lady uh is you know uh is completely i mean i don't even know who writes this shit but but you know it's this is the kind of shit that is being propagandized around the world and yes it is communist that's the whole point point. And we have our own uh, communist agenda going on. I mean, how the hell in this country do we have hundreds of people locked up in a jail for over a year in Washington, D.C.? No trial, no bail. These aren't violent people. And then, of course, because everybody said, listen, you know, you're full of shit. This was a a riot. This was whatever you want to call it. But it wasn't an insurrection because they forgot their insurrection tools, namely firearms. So then they came out and quickly charged somebody with sedition and seditious conspiracy. One of them who got charged with seditious conspiracy conspiracy is a 70 year old man and his wife who stood outside the Capitol on the Capitol grounds. Why do I say that's communist? Because that's exactly what the communists did. Any of those people, they threw them in jail, threw them in, no questions asked, put you there as long as we want. We're going to work you to death. We're going to kill you. We're going to brainwash you. We're going to do whatever we want to you, and there's nothing you can do about it because we're going to say that's our legal system. And that's what they're doing. And they're getting away with it, and they shouldn't be. It's disgusting, and more people should be speaking out. Namely, all the people that actually believe in the rules of this country. Now, if we had somebody in there who's like, "Hey, yeah, he murdered two or three people," yes, yeah, we can we can all agree that yeah, maybe that guy shouldn't be back out on the street. Uh, People who walked, paraded through the Capitol building, whatever the charge is, it's bailable. It's bailable. And you can't charge somebody with seditious conspiracy just because they don't like your politics. But apparently that's allowed these days. That's allowed. It is everywhere. It is completely suffocating our country and we have to start fighting back. Now, a lot of these people that are, you know, still espousing this stuff are people like Biden and Pelosi and and uh you know these people Absolute geriatric idiots. Uh, But there are many uh, that have, you know, Antifa, BLM, they're all Marxist. They just never learn. But here is a uh, a professor who was suspended uh, from a college here in uh, Michigan recently. And he was suspended apparently for, you know, talking, you know, a lot of profanities or whatever because he did his uh, introduction via uh, video, uh, before he came into class or was supposed to come into class, and uh, he had the introduction to his class virtually. And of course, once the video went viral, they suspended him and said, Yeah, you're crazy, you're talking a bunch of shit. Now, one of the things he says on here, and this is not the part that anybody has a problem with, apparently, it happened later on, his rants about COVID and all that. Uh, but here's what I caught, and I found this very interesting. I'm going to set this clip up. So what he did, he's given an introduction to the class, blah, blah, blah. He's going to teach you all about how to be a good little Marxist communist. Um, and so he starts out by playing an old cigarette ad, okay, the old camel ads. And we laugh about these. I laugh about them. I listen to old radio, so therefore I heard these uh, You know, on there where they talk about You know, nine out of ten doctors smoke camels, whatever. And that's a big hitting point for all these people. See, that's what's wrong with everything. So here you go. Here is him taking that point to a new level. This is just in the introductory to the class. Um, This gives you an idea of what's being taught and how these people operate.
1: There you go. Uh, So don't believe all the hype that you hear about smoking being bad for you. Native Americans have been smoking the sacred leaves for thousands of years. After we arrived, they introduced it to us and we turned around and marketed it to the world. I bet you never thought of it, but people all over the world smoke cigarettes and we did that. It was one of the greatest accomplishments of American capitalism. The Indians always thought it was holy, sacred, meant to be shared on special occasions and we saw it as a marketing venture an opportunity a way to make huge profits off of an addictive product that would eventually kill you pure capitalism turning death into profit
0: yes there you got it that's his whole thing yeah you see that see how bad capitalism is they marketed cigarettes before uh anyone else and they got all the whole world smoking what a horrible thing capitalism is What did uh, communism export there, sir? You want no idea. In fact, actually, because I figure you're a professor, uh, you may have the ability to read. And I have a few books that you should sit down and read and then come talk to me. Come talk to me about it, about how they just drove around all night arresting people because they had quotas of people they needed. How they ground up the bones of the dead to make concrete because it was cheaper. Let's just hear about some of that. Tens of millions dead. Let's let's hear about it. I want to hear about it. I want to hear how that is the greatest thing ever, to starve populations to death, to destroy entire countries and leave them in a wasteland. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about how great that is. I want to hear how great it is to think up of new ways to torture people so they will confess to crimes they never committed or to thought crimes or to any other bullshit you thought up just so you can work them to death or just out and out kill them because they don't matter. Don't want to hear about don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to hear shit from any of these little commies anymore. Sick to death of it. I knew about it already, but not to the extent that I found out. And the guy who wrote the book uh, spent 8 years in the Gulags, because uh, he was a Red Army soldier. He believed in communism. He was a communist. He believed in it, and he went to fight on the front to fight against uh, Nazi Germany. And he said, listen, the, the government is doing this wrong. We don't have enough equipment. We don't have enough food. We're, we're just, this is not going to work. We're, this is very mismanaged. It's mishandled. A decade. It's unbelievable that he survived many, many decades. Tens of millions did not. Or they were just killed because, you know, maybe they wanted to eat that day. So they got an extra piece of bread. And maybe they were tied down, tied to a log and rolled down, you know, 300 steps. So it would kill them. I mean, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's disgusting to even try to get through it. It was just, ugh it was just horrible so this week uh what else happened boy we have so many things um it's just part of my rant for the week but uh so many things happened this week we had a terror incident luckily uh the uh only one to die in that incident was the uh man perpetrating it uh here's biden this is really strange we're going to uh uh, go through this um for some reason Biden and the FBI, neither one could figure out what it was all about. Here's what he said, and then we're going to uh, see how stupid and ridiculous the statement is. And the reason, there is a reason behind this.
1: I, I, I don't think there is sufficient information to not submit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, why he targeted that synagogue, why he right. insisted on the release of someone who's been in huh. prison for <laughs> over uh, 10 years, why he was raised, okay. why he was uh, using an anti-Semitic and anti-Israeli comments. So I, I, I,
0: we just don't have enough facts. We just, we just don't know. We don't know why this guy did it. We have no clue. There was really no way for anyone to know. You know, it's really strange. Uh, and they said for a while it was a, a UK man. A UK man has taken these people hostage. Well, the UK man's name was Malik Faisal Akram. Uh, very British, very British guy, super British. Uh, you know, you can tell he was probably from. Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe he was from London. Um, could have possibly. Uh, you know, hard to tell. Hard to tell where he's from. Well, he's Pakistani. Oh, okay. Well, um, he went into a synagogue. What do you find inside of a synagogue on the Sabbath? Let me think. Let me think for a second. What are you going to find a whole lot? Oh, that's right. Jewish people. That's really weird. You're saying a uh, man, uh, a Muslim uh, came to America and went into a synagogue uh, with a gun. Uh, That's weird. I couldn't figure out what the motivation is. It's just really weird. I don't know why he would do that. And so he held uh, hostages. And who did he want out? Oh, well, he wanted out a terrorist who had been in jail for about 10 years. Uh, she was called the, uh, the uh, mother of Al-Qaeda or the the something to that effect. Yes, yeah, she was giving money or raising money for Al-Qaeda and was helping with terror attacks. Uh, but we have no idea. I mean, how could we know? How could we possibly know what his motivation was? Apparently, he was uh, anti-Jerusalem, anti-Semitic. That's really weird. I can't imagine. I mean, he's just a UK guy. He's just a guy from the UK showed up. He's probably just crazy can't imagine what his motivation would have been at all i'm sure i mean the last thing it would have been was a a terrorist attack and why would it not be a terrorist attack why would they be hesitant because it's obvious to the blind deaf dumb guy down the street who can't speak here think do any of those things he could figure out that uh the uh, good old uh malik uh akram uh went into a synagogue and was threatening to kill a bunch of jewish people unless they let out a terrorist. I bet you they can figure out that that's a terror attack. Why was it so hard for Biden and the FBI to come out and say, hey, this was a terror attack? Well, why? Because they've been pushing the whole idea of domestic terrorism. Because they're focused. They don't care about terrorists from around the world. That's not their issue anymore. Their issue is to crush you and me. Because they are the face of a communist fascist regime. That's what they do. That's what's always happened. And I'm telling you, if you do have the time, get the abridged version, by the way. I, I'm gonna recommend the book, uh, the Gulag Archipelago. Please get the abridged version because the, the full length version is uh three volumes and I mean it's it's an absurd amount of reading and that's just too much. Just listen to it. I mean hell save some time and just listen to it the abridged is still um you know quite long but it just really opens your mind it opens your uh eyes to what you weren't taught and what none of these people were taught apparently or just are willfully ignorant because that's who they are essentially unfortunately that is who they are um and it is getting worse and they're just taking their masks off now and just saying what they want out loud, throwing people in prison without bail, without a trial, without fair, the fair rules that we've all agreed to for years. They're just doing it, and they're doing it in front of our face and then calling us terrorists for saying, no, that's not. The other thing I think they're ramping up with the terrorist whole angle is the fact that they know that if any of this continues any further, then people are going to start to have an uprising. I mean, it's not going to stand. This is America. There are a lot of freedom, liberty-loving Americans left who will not stand for this much longer. They're already very angry. They're already uh, – the polls and everything are telling the Democrats, listen, your message is, is going down quickly. The American people hate it, and they are going to vote against it. So now that's why you get the whole thing. I mean, obviously, that's what all these regimes do. Anybody who speaks out that doesn't agree with them are terrorists. It's classic it is a classic spiel. Then they throw you in jail. Well, you spoke out against me. You're a terrorist. You get 10 years, 10 years, hard labor for being a terrorist, 25 years, because you said you wanted to do something about it. This is what all these authoritarian, crazy communist and fascist regimes did for years and decades and decades, and they're turning it around right here and they're standing there with a straight face as they always do and try to sell it that it's to protect you. These people need stopped, and the first step is going to be this year getting as many of them out of office as humanly possible. We must do it. We absolutely must do it. Anyway, that's going to be it for today's episode. I will be back this weekend, I promise. I will be back, and there'll be plenty of uh, fun and excitement to go along with it. Um, actually, uh You know, working on a little bit more uh, on this line uh, with looking at uh, some of the influences of uh, Howard Zinn and how it has permeated all of our history now and uh, how we're going to have to go about fixing it because it's going to be a long road back. Uh, That, along with all the usual uh, news and current events and all that that is going on and ramping up for a midterm, uh, election year. That's going to be interesting to say the least, all that's going to be going on. So we're going to have plenty to talk about for sure. And, uh, you know, I, it's going to be a fun ride. I'm just going to say it right now. It's going to be a fun, interesting ride. Anyway, I just want to remind everybody to follow, like, subscribe, rate, review. All those things mean so much. Uh, the numbers, uh, are looking great and it really is encouraging. And I want to encourage everybody to uh, tell a friend. They say word of mouth is the best way to spread the word about uh podcast and, uh, Hopefully, uh, as things move on this year, uh, things will grow enough. Maybe we'll uh, be doing new, fun, great things. Uh, just keep them fingers crossed and uh, keep grinding away at it. That's the only thing I can do. Uh, if you'd like to send a message, you like it, you hate it, question, comment, idea, any of those things, you can do so. Websites, erics-america.com. You can message directly there. At ericsamericapod, uh, that's Facebook. And uh, an old-fashioned email, ericsamericapod.com at gmail all those come directly to me because there really isn't anybody else for them to go to so you know that's how it goes until saturday just remember it's no agenda just america